Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Genesis. Now, last time we read Genesis chapter 42, where Joseph's brothers had come down to Egypt and they had bought food from him without knowing that he was their brother, Joseph. And he sent them back with their their bags of grain um, for bread and such. And uh, he also sent them back with their money that they had meant to pay for the grain with. And, you know, he treated them in a way that kind of scared them and gave them a little bit of a hard time. He put them in jail for a few days. You know, you could say he's getting a little payback on them. But um, I think, I think too, he's, you know, he's trying to find out about his family, but he doesn't want to reveal who he is at this point. Okay. And I can understand that he would perhaps feel a lot of caution and then probably a lot of different emotions at seeing his brothers that sold him off, you know, and yet here he is and he has power over them, but he's not really, I mean, while he is scaring them and putting a little bit of fear and inconvenience on them, he's not really mistreating them as badly as he could. So the end of that chapter, the end of Genesis 42, Jacob said, now the the brothers came back to Jacob and uh, Joseph had told them not to come back unless they brought their, their youngest brother, Benjamin, with them. And uh, Jacob is basically telling them no. And this is in the last verse. But Jacob said, My son shall not go down to Egypt with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left of Rachel's children. If any harm or accident should happen to him on the journey you are taking, then you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol, the place of the dead, in sorrow. So Jacob did not want to lose Rachel's last son. So we are ready to read Genesis chapter 43. Now I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Now the famine was very severe in the land of Canaan. And it happened that when the families of Jacob's sons had finished eating all of the grain which they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little food. Now, Notice that they waited until they had eaten all the grain. Now, Simeon is being held by Joseph. Now, we don't know what condition he's being held in, probably. I'm sure he's not really being, you know, mistreated terribly or anything. But, nonetheless, that is beside the point. They don't know that. (laughs) They don't know that. And they all just, well, we might as well just hang out at home and do what we normally do. And, you know, this, this had to be weeks, maybe even... I mean, they bought sacks of grain, all of them. So um, this had to be weeks or months later. Anyway, it's just surprising to me that they let Simeon just kind of languish. But, you know, these were different times. These were, I know, hard and harsh times. And they uh, I know they had their own children at this point. But let's let's move on. Uh, but Judah said to him, the man representing Pharaoh solemnly and sternly warned us, saying, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, and they're speaking of Benjamin, we will go down to Egypt and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down there. For the man said to us, You will not see my face unless your brother is with you. And see, they remember Joseph put him in jail for a few days. Okay, so he put a little fear into him, you know. And Israel, Jacob, said, 
Why did you treat me so badly by telling the man that you had another brother? Now, this was a question I had in the previous chapter that that popped in my head for a moment. I remember I was thinking, why did they reveal everything to this person that they considered a stranger? But here they're going to tell you, and they said, the man asked us straightforward questions about ourselves and our relatives. He said, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How could we possibly know that he would say, bring your brother down here to Egypt? So Joseph had asked them specific questions he was wanting to know about his family. Of course he was. I mean, here he had been away for 13 years, but he still wanted to know about his family. So he asked them specific questions, things that I'm sure seemed innocent to them, and they answered. Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the young man with me, and we will get up and go buy food so that we may live and not die of starvation, we as well as you and our little ones. I will be security, a guarantee for him. You may hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and place him safely before you, then let me bear the blame before you forever. For if we had not delayed like this, surely by now we would have returned the second time. So even though, now he's admitting, you know, even though it takes a long time to go down and back, had they not delayed, they could have already been down there and back. So anyway, so Judah said, I will be a security guarantee for him. You may hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and place him safely before you, then let me bear the blame before you forever. For if we had not delayed like this, surely by now we would have returned the second time. So, for whatever reason they were delaying, and they could have easily made another trip, so Simeon is just being allowed to languish there. I, it boggles my mind to think about that, but uh, but Joseph did put some fear into them. So. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the choicest products of the land in your sacks and carry it as a present of tribute to the man representing Pharaoh, a little balm and a little honey, aromatic spices or gum, resin, pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of money with you and take back the money that was returned in the opening of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. So they're really bringing back three times the money. They're bringing back the original money, and then they're also bringing back two times the original money. So altogether, that's three times the amount of money. Take your brother, Benjamin, also, and get up and go to the man, and may God Almighty grant you compassion and favor before the man, so that he will release to you your brother Simeon and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my children, Joseph, Simeon, and Benjamin, I am bereaved. Then the men took the present, and they took double the amount of money with them and Benjamin. Then they left and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. So here they are. They're finally, they're going back down. They're going to get, you know, more grain, more food. But also, they're hoping to get Simeon back. And, you know, Jacob doesn't know whether or not Simeon's even really alive at this point. So... And he's like, well, if I lose my sons, then I lose my sons. But, but you know, you know, that's a horrible prospect for any, any parent. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, of his house, 
Bring the men into the house and kill an animal and make a meal ready, for the men will dine with me at noon. So the man did as Joseph said and brought the men to Joseph's house. The men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house and expecting the worst, they said, it is because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time we came that we are being brought in so that he may find a reason to accuse us and assail us and take us as slaves and seize our donkeys. So here they're just expecting to lose everything. So they approached the steward of Joseph's house and talked with him at the entrance of the house and said, O my Lord, we indeed came down here the first time to buy food, and when we arrived at the inn after leaving here, we opened our sacks, and there was each man's money with which he had paid for grain, in full, returned in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back this time. We have also brought down with us additional money to buy food. We do not know who put our money back in our sacks last time. But the steward encouraged them and said, Peace be to you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has miraculously given you treasure in your sacks. I already had your money, which you paid to us. Then he brought Simeon out to them. Then the steward brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed the dust off their feet, and he gave their donkeys feed. So they prepared the present of tribute for Joseph before his arrival at noon, for they had heard they were to eat <clears throat> they had heard they were to eat a meal there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him the present of tribute which they had with them and bowed to the ground before him. He asked them about their well-being and said, Is your old father well, of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed down their heads before Joseph in respect. And he looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's only other son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? And Joseph said, God be gracious to you and show you favor, my son. Then Joseph hurried out of the room, because his heart was deeply touched over his brother, and he sought privacy to weep. So he entered his chamber and wept there. So here... Joseph was extremely happy to see Benjamin was still alive. Now, Benjamin was his full, you know, his his full little brother. And I'm sure he was worried about him because he would have been, he was the only one that I'm aware of that would have been, you know, possibly looking out for Benjamin. I mean, maybe they all did as they were all brothers and all family. Maybe they were all, but he may have thought since they had gotten rid of him, that next they would get rid of Benjamin. I mean, if you understand, they were already jealous and uh, and angry because um, the other brothers were jealous and angry because Joseph had been shown such favor. And natu- naturally, with Joseph out of the picture, um, Benjamin would be the next one, being the only other son from Rachel. So, you know, no doubt he worried about Benjamin's fate. And as I said, Benjamin would have been his younger brother. So um, if you've ever had younger siblings, you know that, you know, you do try to watch after them. Um, And, you know, 
you're not like a parent, but you do still care and try to watch after them, you know. Then, now this is Joseph, then he washed his face and came out and restraining himself said, let the meal be served. So the servants served Joseph by himself in honor of his rank and his brothers by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because according to custom, the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews for that is loathsome to the Egyptians. So I I did not remember this. I know that I have read this before, but I did not remember this. That's an interesting custom. Now, Joseph's brothers were seated by the steward before him in the order of their first of their birth. The firstborn, according to his birthright, and the youngest, according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in astonishment because so much was known about them. They're surprised that this supposed stranger knows who the oldest is and who the youngest is. Joseph selected and sent portions to them from his own table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs, so they feasted and drank freely and celebrated with him. Now notice they were doing this separately. They could not eat food with the Hebrews, for that is loathsome to the Egyptians. It is an abomination, Hmm, a violation of holiness or distinction. So, So he could not, due to the Egyptian custom, really eat with them straight up. So they had to be separated. I don't know if they're in separate rooms or not, or if they're just at, you know, different tables. It's kind of hard to understand for sure. But he was sending food from his table to them, and he made sure to, again, favor Benjamin, which I'm not sure that that was the best idea. But in a way, he's kind of giving them hints about who he is. And I guess they're not catching on. They're not understanding. So, and it's kind of odd that they would not know their brother, but it has been 13 years and they have assumed he's dead. And also, which I don't know why they sold him into slavery. And while yes, that could definitely mean that you would not live long, but some slaves would live, you know, a a longer life, depending on, who bought them, who owned them. So, you know, they're just assuming some things. Um, I understand now that I think the Egyptians had certain customs. It could be that the way he was dressed or maybe he had certain, I don't know, Egyptian uh, decorations or something that, that, that made it harder for them to see that he was their brother. I, I don't know. You know, after 13 years, I would think I would still know my brother. But, you know, maybe not as we grow and get older, maybe we change significantly. Nonetheless, and I, I I think too, though, I think there was a part of this where we were reading Joseph was purposefully, you know, trying not to let on that he was their brother. He didn't speak to them in Hebrew. He, you know, he made sure to speak to them through an interpreter. So I'm sure he's doing his part, but it's just still surprising that no one kind of noticed or, or saw that uh, familiarity that you would have with your brother. That is Genesis chapter 43. You know, Joseph is still treating them better than they treated him. He could have put them in jail again. He he could have done a lot to them, but instead he's receiving them. He's receiving them well and treating them well, even though he's not revealed himself yet. It's just something to think about. Uh, this This whole 
story with Joseph as a whole. I mean, just everything. How God uses this for the betterment of the family and for all of them. The brothers had this bad and ill intent, and they did the wrong thing selling Joseph off like that. But God used that. Despite their bad actions, he still used all of this, all this circumstance, to their advantage to help them and bless them. But it was despite what they did, it was despite their wrongdoing. It wasn't because of their wrongdoing, if you know what I mean. There is a difference. And I think uh, I think God works that way a lot of times. He takes the situation and circumstance and blesses us in it and makes it better. This has been Genesis chapter 43. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.